Well, hello there, dead and lovely listeners. It's time for a brand new mini-sode of the show featuring me, your host with the most, me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben, and I am joined by my better half, that hard-working lady sitting across the table from me, sipping on a pre-taco night mezcal, who that lady is, being distracted by the cute dogs in the room. It's Tante Kate, and the dogs are adorable. They just can't help it. They just can't help that. That's just how they are. Yes, indeed. It's taco night over here at the Petler residence. I think Steve would be very proud to know that I'm not making fajitas. I'm making actual tacos tonight, bringing the heat. And I'm also doing it with pork just to make Steve mad since he doesn't do pork. So deal with it, Steve. He doesn't eat pork. They're too smart and they have friends and stuff. That's what he says. I mean, it's a fair argument. It, you know, it's totally true. But they're so fucking delicious. If it came down to it, I'd eat a person. Yeah, you know. If they tasted as good as this dang old carnitas rig we've cooked up in it's here. It's supposed to taste like pig. Supposed to taste a lot like a pig anyway. So, you know. Boy, this went off the rails. Well, you know, anyway. Yeah, this show never does that anyway. <laughs> so we are here today to be talking about Jordan Peele's New joint, nope, that we just went and saw in the theater. We just got back mere moments ago, let the dogs out, and decided to track this thing before we started making margaritas and a salsa verde and all the other good stuff and give you guys our first impressions about it while it's still on our minds. Of course, we just saw this the one time, and Jordan Peele's movies always require a multiple watch, so there's lots of things in here I'm sure that, that I missed. I don't know about you. I, I always like going back to second viewing and watching for all of the little like Easter eggs to yeah. older horror movies. Like you can get some on surface level, but there's always a ton in the background that are really fun. Indeed. He is a, uh, a fan of the horror genre, so he's all the time sneaking in little homages here and there throughout his flicks. Uh, we're going to give you guys a spoiler-free mini-review and then get all spoiler with it. So don't let us ruin this movie for you. There were indeed some surprises, some twists and turns along the way. Uh, so don't let us ruin it for you. In the spoiler or spoiler-free section, we'll try to keep it to the stuff that you just kind of saw in the trailers uh, for the movie that showed a little bit about what it's really about. But at the same time, don't let us spoil this movie. It's definitely worth a fucking watch, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would straight up say, yes, it's worth it. It's really good. If you like Jordan Peele's other two movies, you're going to like this one. If you're expecting something like The Conjuring or Annabelle or oh, None, no, no. you're not going to enjoy it. It's That's not this type of movie. None of his movies are. However, if you like his other two movies, you'll like this one. Stop the recording. Go watch it. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, so going into this movie, what were you expecting out of it? Because the first trailer that I watched for it seemed like it was about a horse ranch and an alien invasion. And then the second trailer that I saw kind of gave us a little bit more insight into the fact that they were trying to capitalize on this UFO that they had seen around their, their property and they were going to try to get it on film. What were you expecting going into this movie? So I watched the first trailer a ton yeah. And from that trailer, I thought it was just an alien invasion movie. Yeah. Which I'm all about. Like, that's creepy as hell. Let's see Jordan Peele do an alien invasion movie. Mm-hmm. The second trailer, I think I only saw one time, maybe. And I actually didn't like it as much. I got that they were 
trying to capture it on film, I did not know if that would be a plot point or not. I just thought it was like a passing scene mm-hmm. from the trailer and that it was more of them trying to capture the alien and survive. Yeah, yeah. So I still didn't pick up on too much from that second trailer. Yeah, the movie definitely went in directions that I was I was not quite expecting. Uh, knowing that it was one of Jordan Peele's movies, I knew that the cast and the acting were going to be fucking superb. And guess what? They sure as fuck were. Everybody oh, in this is fantastic. Daniel Kaluuya. Kaluuya. Kaluuya, I think it is. Yeah. yeah. There's a yeah on the end. Yeah. Um, from Get Out. Right. From Get Out. Also from the Marvel movies. Barely says anything. Like, I would be really curious to know how many words he actually has in this film because he does not talk that much. Mm-mm, no. But man, he emotes and it is incredible. Yeah. He's one of those guys that does so well, you know, just using his facial expressions, his body language, his tics and stuff to oh, convey his what's body going on through his is head. Incredible. Yeah. Without just like, you know, using dialogue to say exactly what his characters are, are going through in this. He does a phenomenal job. His sister... Kiki Palmer? Dude. Is it Palmer? Sir? I think that's right, yeah. She did a phenomenal job. I wasn't She's really familiar so with her. Cute. But she did an absolutely awesome job, man. They kind of have a cool dynamic because he's much more the the straight-laced, quiet guy, and she's a lot more boisterous and outgoing and outspoken throughout the movie. Oh, I know her from Hustlers. Oh, okay. Yeah, I never saw that. Man, you should. That was a good one. Yeah. She's a t- and insecure. She's Kira and insecure. Oh, okay, right on. Which is a phenomenal show. Yeah, they're the main characters in the movie, and uh, man, they do a fucking awesome job. Also, also Keith David is in here. I wasn't expecting to see him in there. That's awesome. I didn't know he was going to be in. There. I mean, he's he's Not almost like a cameo role. Yeah. Because he has got the hat on, and he's kind of almost always in profile. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't until you heard him speak that I was like, oh shit, Keith David. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, knowing that it was Jordan Peele, I knew that it was going to look really fucking good. And this, honestly, I think this might be his best looking movie. It's probably the best thing he's done visually to date. I think his movies are absolutely gorgeous. They tend to be. For so much of that desert sequence, he used um, one of the Nolan guys who does a lot of the IMAX stuff. Okay. And that's why those skies are... Because there's just so many like sweeping shots of the like southwest desert sky and mm-hmm. they are gorgeous. And there was at one point, I think I leaned over to you and I was like, I think they used film for these night shots because yeah, they look so beautiful. Like there's always this like real ethereal look when you're shooting at night for real mm-hmm. and not a pretend night with studio lights. Sure, yeah. And there are some sequences in this, especially in the very beginning, where there's not like a lot of action and you're just kind of scanning the horizon that are just beautiful. Oh, yeah. It looks seriously fucking great, man. And there's so much clever cinematography and stuff in here that's used to, you know, really play up the suspense and the scares. There there are definitely some extremely fucking suspenseful parts in this. I think, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, compared to Get Out, compared to Us... I think there's probably more scenes in this that kept me fucking nervous than any of his other flicks. I consider both Get Out and Us very suspenseful movies. Um, Get Out was more like uncomfortable suspense. Yeah, it was, yeah. uh, Especially our viewing 
of it where we were just like in a really crowded theater but everybody was really quiet that just adds to the suspense for me it's like the whole room's holding its breath oh yeah and then with us you had i think tenser moments but there was less of them whereas this movie is very tense for most of it yeah yeah and it's very well done yeah i don't know if i was ever that um that scared any of the other flicks but there's some parts in this movie where i was definitely like hold my breath uh, oh, there's a scene where i jumped oh yeah which all oh, of us did the whole fucking theater did <laughs> it just always delights me because it's so hard to make me jump and i just get a kick out of it oh yeah well it's also <laughs> just like a fun reminder of why you go and see horror movies in theaters because it's so much fun when like everybody in the whole theater jumps out of their seat and then like everybody kind of laughs about it because they're like i'm an idiot it's a movie yeah it's a shared experience it's a lot of fun and that's the thing too is you know like his other flicks there is all this suspenseful shit but it is intercut with i think a very natural comedic style in there like it's not like going out of its way to you know add in the yuck yucks and stuff, but I think that he writes dialogue in a very human way in the same way that, you know, any of us would try to cut suspense with a little bit of humor in a real life situation. This has got some funny stuff in it uh, that I thought just seemed very natural. Nothing in there seemed very forced to me. Yeah. Well, especially like the dynamic between the brother and sister and like, and you can tell that like they're close and they love each other, but they don't actually like live together. Yeah. So, like, they have different dynamics. Very. Just how they exist on the screen in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, that adds a lot of humor to it. Like, just the way that they communicate with each other and with other characters, which is human. Like, it, it's not a forced laughter, Zack Snyder. Yeah. Not that kind of thing at all. How do you think the horses in the movie did? Oh, they were beautiful. They did great. That clover. Yeah. Which was the white with the black. Fucking gorgeous horse every time we watch a movie with a horse in it you pretty much inevitably at some point will go that is a gorgeous horse now myself (laughs) i don't i don't know fuck all about horses you grew up uh with with a couple and stuff so you know a lot more than i do but i'm just waiting for the time when we sit down and watch a movie and you're just like god damn that poor horse that thing is fuck ugly. Watch, watch some of the older westerns with me. What an ugly fucking horse. I'm just waiting one day you're going to say that. It's pretty much nowadays they're just beautiful horses. Mm, but mm-hmm. yeah, you can, you can go back and watch some of the 60s and 70s westerns with me. Did they have more body positivity for horses back then? I, it was more of a, we'll just beat this thing and he's really old and sad looking. Yeah, they got city miles on them, yeah. them old horses. They were probably all fucking hooked on two packs of cigarettes a day. Stuff like that. Yeah, gallon of beer. Yeah. So, you know, like, it was suspenseful. It was very well acted. It was very fucking gorgeous. It had some funny stuff in there. Special effects were killer. I don't really have a ton of complaints about this movie. I'm sure that as we get into the the spoiler section and stuff here, there's going to be things we can kind of poke holes at. And, you know, again, we've only seen it the one time. Uh, No movie is perfect. I'm sure there's little things that you could find fault with, but... Immediate reaction for me is I really liked it a lot, and I would definitely fucking recommend seeing it in theaters on as big of a screen as you can. Turkey came up, and he's sniffing the mic, and poor Ben does not enjoy it. He's interrupting the workflow. I thought it was beautiful. I want to see it again, obviously. I do have some questions, but that's going to have to be in the spoiler territory. So the questions I have are deeper. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'd recommend it if you guys liked his other flicks. I don't see you disliking this one for no reason. 
Uh, so he continues his track record of being just a, a hell of a director in the horror genre. Now, I think from here on, we can start getting into some spoiler territory. I don't really know how much else we can say about it without, you know, blowing the movie for anybody. So from here on lies spoilers. Listener, beware. You're in for a scare. Don't let us wreck this movie for you. Uh, we warned you. You've been told twice, at least. So if you get mad, it's your fault. It's your fault. So here on lies spoilers. Okay, so the entire thing is is with, with alien movies, whenever somebody sees a UFO and sees stuff getting sucked up into a UFO, it inevitably goes to the stuff that they make jokes about in the movie. It's like, oh, ancient aliens, they're fucking going to probe us, they're exploring, they're humans from the future coming back to keep us from destroying Earth, whatever. Uh, I figured that this was going to go in that direction, but then the real zigzag is, and this is like mind-blowing to me because I never even considered this, it's not even a ship. It's not a flying saucer. It's a space monster. It's just a fucking creature. And why hasn't that been made a bunch? Like, I know it's been made, but, oh, man, not like this. And no. it's cool. I I had just never considered that. I mean, a really well-done alien thing in movies is already freaky enough. You know, it's the unknown. It's, it's a side of nature that we don't understand or comprehend or know anything about. And that's scary enough as it is. But then whenever you factor in, like, also, we were completely wrong about it. It's not a ship. It's actually a deadly predator that is just roaming the skies of our own planet, and it can fuck you up at will. Uh, That's almost even scarier than just being like, oh, it's a little ship that these aliens made. It's a fucking creature. Yeah, it, it is here, and it is hungry, and you are food. And it's territorial. Yeah, that's what he says that. Halfway, three quarters through. Yeah. His character, OJ. And by the way, just naming him OJ and then having that white woman. Yeah. Really? Your name's OJ? Really? Was amazing. And that's the only mention of it. Yeah. Just like so deadpan. Yeah. Otis Jr. Like just so deadpan. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, yes, I've had to explain this to white ladies like you a million other times. Oh, man. But dude, whenever it kind of did that reveal where it's not a UFO, it's a fucking creature that just sucks people up and fucking chews them up and eats them. Uh, Holy shit. Like, it kind of turned the movie into Sky Jaws in a lot of ways. There were two scenes that reminded me so much of Jaws. I almost leaned over and said Jaws to you. It's very Jaws. And I love Jaws. It's one of my favorite movies ever. So this movie's really high up there for me too well it's interesting too because i think we said on the show a couple episodes ago where it's like you know steven spielberg kind of ruined making shark movies like you can't out shark jaws you can't do it you can't make a better shark movie than that but he just went in a completely different direction with it and was like all right fine sky jaws yeah sky jaws yeah which you know if you stay out of the water there's no reason to be scared of jaws don't go in jaws's house and you're fine right this Lives in a cloud. Don't come into his kitchen. Yeah. And it's on your planet, and it's faster and bigger and meaner than you, and you can't fucking escape it, and it shuts down all electricity and stuff around it, so all of your gadgets and devices are useless against it. Oh, fuck. Oh, that's great. It's a wonderful premise. The character design is incredible. I love that they made it look like a 
jellyfish, amoeba, stingray. Like it, it's yeah. very like deep ocean. Yeah. But also with like that sci-fi element. The kind of the way that um, the aliens in Arrival were like ghosty. I thought that was fucking cool. Like, because like it's not the correct dimension. Yeah. My my brain had a really hard time with this creature because it looked so much like something that should be in the water and it was just in the sky. Mm-hmm. So my brain was having such a hard time making it real. It was really cool how they kind of slow revealed that too because initially when you first see it, yeah, it looks like a flying saucer. It looks like a metallic disc with a port at the bottom of it. And then there's like a few shots where you kind of go, wait, did I just see that? Were there tentacles coming out of it? I don't, like, like, yeah, stuff like that. That was crazy. There's that one shot where it was like banking sideways and you saw the underneath of it kind of ripple like a loose tarp or like a loose sail on a ship. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, okay, so it's almost, it's not really metal, it's like fleshy. It almost looked like the underside of like a stingray or something. Yeah. And then later on when it just morphs into this, undescribable, surreal... Kind of like a praying mantis. Have you ever seen a pra- praying mantis like in the attack? Like how oh, yeah. they like stand and... Oh, yeah, they got all those like little things that come off of mm-hmm. them and stuff. It was so weird. It, it was kind of jellyfishy, like you say. It was almost like angelic looking in a way. Yeah. What the fuck? I want to watch a whole documentary on just the creature design. Yeah, I would really like to know where that came from. I'd like to know what his inspirations and stuff were when designing that because it didn't look like any other kind of alien or, you know, space monster that I'd ever seen. And the special effects on it were fucking sick. I mean, obviously they did it with CG, but God damn, they did a really good job. Oh, yeah, they looked good. It looked fucking awesome. So I want to bank left on the sub story in the B plot, which is the fucking monkey. Yeah, dude. What the movie opens with. Yeah. I kept waiting for that to, like, it's a nice parallel, but I kept waiting for that to be more. Yeah. That was, that was strange. And there was some stuff in there too that I'm like, okay, what did that mean? Because whenever the movie starts, yeah, it starts with, it's like a TV set and there's like a bunch of blood and, and chaos and stuff everywhere. And this monkey running around with a birthday hat on. It's covered in blood. And it's, it's like, the, oh shit, this monkey killed everybody. Yeah, it's the aftermath of chaos. Yeah, yeah. And that comes back much later. Like, I thought that that was just more of the, what's his production company? Monkey's Paw? Yeah, Monkey Paw. Yeah, I expected like the Monkey Paw, you know, logo to show up right there. And that's just a little production, you know, company. I If, if we had not seen the Monkey Paw. Yep. Logo right before, right before, I would have thought the same thing. Yeah. And it comes back to that much, much later. What was up with the the shoe that was standing straight up during that? That I didn't understand. So that was, I think it was the sister's shoe, the one who came and was all mangled. Yeah, dude. Um, I think that was her shoe. And I'd say, if I'm just guessing, after a first viewing, not having read anything... Um, I could be wildly wrong. I'm guessing because the way it was standing up on the set from where she had gotten mauled. Because, like, he had it set up like that in the display case also in his office. It was just, like, a point that he fixated on. Like, while all of this chaos was going on, he fixated on that shoe with that one drop of blood on it. that one weird thing. 
And it's like he just kept it because it lives in his mind's eye. I'm sure there's more to it than that. That seems strange. But for first viewing, that's what I'm taking away from it. Was yeah. that, that was his fixation point. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in here that's like that. I mean, obviously with, with all of his flicks, you know, there's several different kind of narratives running at all times and sub-stories and different meanings and everything you can take from stuff. And there's also kind of this narrative about you know, how the, the first person ever filmed was a black person on a horse, a black jockey riding a horse. And honest to God, like, I went through, like, I have an art history minor. I went through photography and art history classes. In both of those classes, we talked about Moybridge and the first motion picture. Right. I've never heard the jockey's name. Yeah, yeah. Or the horse's name or the jockey's name. Like, nothing. Nothing about any of it. Yeah. So, like it's a very valid point of like who was the very first person on film who was the very first animal on film not just who was Moybridge who filmed it yeah and I guess there's kind of parallels between you know the the achievement of you know a black person being the first person in film and then also these uh these black people trying to be the first person to capture this UFO on film Oh, yeah. I think that there's some kind of theme there. I'm not quite putting everything together after having just watched it the first time, but that seems like a very important thing that he put in here for a reason, and it's even in the trailer, so you know that that's going to be an important theme uh, going throughout this movie. Again, there's just more to it here that I haven't quite pieced together because I was just so focused on, like, the alien storyline and stuff. Yeah. God, there's some scary shit in there, dude. Dude, when it's just hovering over the house fucking amazing it's like during that huge monsoon that huge downpour and you you're watching out the window of the house and you just see the water line of the rain get pushed further and further and further and further back oh it's so freaky because this disc of this creature it's not a ufo it's a fucking creature yeah, is but above this, the house. at this point we're like is this a ship? Uh, that was right before we were like oh not a ship yeah oh dude and then like whenever it just like discharges all the like junk and debris and fucking blood all over the house fuck dude that was incredible oh that was so metal that was so just fucking bleak because then you know that like that entire you know little dollywood like ranch of people that just all got picked up by this thing it's like oh yeah they're the, they're alien that was shit there now in edibles yeah grim shit because there's just, like kids there's like, everybody in there streaking down the side of the house. That was rad. Like the blood just mixing with the rain and like all of the like viscera. Oh yeah. It was so good. Metal as fuck, man. Yeah, dude. I that, even like there in the intro, like whenever the dad got hit by that fucking flying nickel and then the horse had like a key stuck in it. Yeah. That's just like what the fuck kind of stuff. Yeah. Really I, cool. I loved it. Like well, especially like you just saw that disc. And you're like, what the fuck is this? It's like the weirdest bullet I've ever seen. And then you see that it's his nickel and you're like, he got hit with a nickel? And then he goes, you go back to the ranch and you see the key in the horse. What the like, fuck? What the hell is happening? Yeah. Yeah. That was really, really, really fucking cool. There was also, it turned out to be kind of like a, a fake out scare at the first of the movie that was giving me like serious signs vibes where Man, you it think got you're me, seeing though. some aliens. Yeah, that's a hardcore signs like reference. Uh, yeah, scared shit out of everybody in the theater. Yeah, and we, it turns we out all to be jumped. a joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like those those little aliens standing up and moving, 
And you're like, what the what fuck? The fuck? We were all in the theater just going, nah, no, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah. yeah, that was a fun thing in the movie, too, is just like everybody in the theater plus the people on screen are just constantly going, nope, mm-mm, like, nope, not doing it, not going out there in that. <laughs> there was, I guess, a few things in the movie that that maybe immediately struck me as kind of dumb where, you know, they, they hire this, uh, this videographer guy to come out there and try to capture the thing. His character, that, that actor, dude, like, it took us both forever to realize what we knew him from. Well, I just kept seeing, is he a pirate? I kept picturing him in pirate garb. Because you're thinking of him from Three Musketeers. Because well, we had to look up the IMDb when we got home. Yeah. I was thinking of him in Three Musketeers from the early 90s. Uh-huh. I knew him from the fucking Crow, because of course I did. That guy, okay, his character was, like, almost irrationally... Like, way intense. Oh, I just thought he was supposed to be like Herzog. Very dramatic guy. Yeah. Videographer. Took what he did very seriously. They usually do. That was a little a little bit much. And then, like, at the end... Oh, I, like, I, that, is, that is a true person who loves film. Yeah. Or just, like, getting things, like, photography or movies. Like, it's so important that you get the exact right shot. And you don't care how uncomfortable you are, you want the right shot. He had to know that wasn't going to work, though. Because this guy, like... like he yeah. knew exactly what he was... Like, that's why he said what he did, and I went, oh, shit. I know, man. He like, knew exactly what he was doing, and I loved him for it. They'd gotten some footage of the of the alien already, and then he's, he just sees this light well, They're all celebrating, the like, we got it, we got yeah. it, we got it. And he sees this light coming out from the cloud, and he's like, oh, no, it'd be perfect if, you know, we got it with this light. And he, like, runs off onto this mountaintop, and it's just like, dude, you can't even use the film if you're fucking dead. This thing's going to digest you in that camera. Not a great idea. I, th- I think just settling would have benefited him. Just settle a little bit. He died getting the good shot. Then nobody got the good shot, because I'm sure it was destroyed by the time that thing fell 100 feet back to Earth, right? No, I mean, it's probably in the casing. You just have to get it developed. Well, but, you know, I guess there's a few things in the movie that I could sit here and kind of poke at, but I still really fucking enjoyed it. Oh, I loved it. I I thought it was great. I liked watching it morph as it was, like, getting madder in the chase. That was so cool. It just kept expanding. Yeah, just, like, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I thought the design was really fucking cool. But, like, even the forethought of, like... OJ was so concerned with like keeping the horses safe. Like he made this costume and put flags around Lucky so that Lucky would not get eaten. Like he was protecting Lucky. Yeah. Like stuff like that I really enjoyed. Because that is what would happen. Like if, it, if this was a Michael Bay makes a movie, he'd be like, yeah, let's just like kill all the animals. Like fuck the animals. The aliens are here. Meanwhile, these two were like, no, they're horse people. Like, they're going to save the horses. Yeah. Yeah, it was always that in his mind. He's like, I got to go back and take care of that horse and feed it and let it out. And yeah, yeah just because it's a movie doesn't mean that they don't still need to take care of those animals and stuff. Yeah. I'm already really stoked to watch it again. I'm sure that there's some, like, societal messages that I'm missing out on because it's Jordan Peele. And, you know, that's just kind of inherent in what he does. So I'm excited to watch this again, knowing what we know about it now and see whatever we can glean from it a second time. Uh, I want to go back and find all the Easter eggs. That's always yeah. my favorite part about his movies are all the little like background things or like the one-line things. Yeah. I love those. I like to watch some interviews with him and just kind of get an idea of what his headspace was, like what his inspirations were getting into this. 
because uh, it seems like he always has a pretty clear outline of the stuff that's influencing him and the stuff he's paying homage to whenever he makes a flick. So I'm sure that there's an extensive list. Surely Jaws has got to be on that list. It's a man versus nature kind of movie. Oh, I'm sure. Yep, I'm sure it's one that I will watch again whenever it hits streaming and stuff. I'd recommend everybody go sees it in the theater because it just looks so fucking good. And more original movies need to be supported. Oh, yeah. Please give your money to original works. Yeah. Every dollar you spend goes towards more new stuff being made. So keep that in mind. Go watch this flick, and we're going to go make some tacos. I'm so hungry. Taco, taco, taco. It's time for tacos over here. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this mini-sode extravaganza. Be sure to uh, follow us on the social media pages, support the show on Patreon. You guys can find all those links on our Linktree page. Just look up Linktree slash uh, dead and lovely. Just look up dead and lovely Linktree, whatever. There's a good way to find it. Use that Google machine. It'll show you the way, Peter Frampton style. And uh, be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you can review the show. And go see... Nope. I'm going to give nope a yup. That's my that's my official rating. It a, gets yup. Oh, I thought you said yuck. And I was no, like, no, no. we just talked about how much we loved it. It gets a yup with a P. Or a yep. Yep. All right. We'll get to one of those from me. How about you? Oh, absolutely. I loved it. There I love go. alien invasion movies. Apparently, I, I love Jordan Peele. So. And pretty horses. No. That's all horses to you. Are you, are you actually a horse girl? Have you been keeping this from me? I'm absolutely not horse girl. You're allergic. I I grew up around them, so I'm familiar with them. That is not the same thing. I also know more about guitars than I should. That does not make me a guitar girl. I mean, you know, you could be. Maybe. You just spent a week at Sweetwater. You seem to blend in pretty good out there. I did. Yeah. You picked out a new guitar for me, even. (laughs) I did. Tell you about that (laughs) on the next episode (laughs) of Dead and Lovely. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye.